Welcome to Injury Time. My name is Jordan Robinson. I am no longer the president of the Ryan Giggs fan club, Darren Matthews. <laughs> right. Shall we address it? Yeah. Jordan, it's... you know the way sometimes you and I joke that whenever we pick teams, it's like it's the, it's the kiss of death for the team. If you're like a betting man and you want to bet in teams, just listen to who we think is going to win and then bet against us. Usually mm-hmm. seems to work out pretty well. We literally did uh, an episode praising Ryan Giggs and his career, even though we knew he'd done some uh, dubious things in his private life. Mm. And then he goes and gets himself arrested and charged with assault two women. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like, that's come back to yeah. bite us, right? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, obviously not a laughing matter. It's a serious thing. Uh, I don't even know what. Nobody teaches you this in podcast school. Agreed. So, um, I mean, like, if we've done anything wrong, cancel us. That's what I'm saying. And also, we talked about the European Super League the day before. Sorry, the day after it formed and the day before it folded. Yeah, no, that was good. That That's that's a good thing. Um, and also, we'll be, uh, we're doing a deep dive into it this story time. So, Lovely. that's going to be, uh, yeah, that's going to take up, it might be a little bit shorter than normal. But uh, if we if we just uh, say everybody who is involved with the Super League uh, is, you know, an upstanding member of their community, then like next week, it'll turn out they're the next Joseph Fritzl or something. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Shall we get into the news stories about uh, this week? Yes, please. Right. So uh, we we will start off uh, lighthearted. Did you see? Um, recently Hull City Football Club the the football club from the city where I went to university uh, got promoted back up to the Skybet Championship hang on hang on hang on you went to university I know that's the funny thing I didn't I didn't graduate but I went yeah <laughs> that's the fun- and I went to a couple of games in KC um, my, my auntie went to university in Hull as well she oh. said that it made Nuri look like the fucking Parisian Riviera. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, the UK's biggest housing estate, uh, council estate, is in Hull. That's yeah. the only thing I know of it all. And the football team's nickname is the Tigers. Is that yeah, right? Correct. Um, a little fun fact about places I've lived before. Dunfermline. Uh, once I left there, it became the heroin capital of Scotland, which is difficult to do because they fucking love it up there. Uh, yeah. and, when, and when I was in Hull, it was the heroin capital of England. <laughs> was Hull also not a European city of culture one time? Uh, yeah, strangely enough, same year. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were just so fucking mellow. They were like, yeah, we like jazz. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, yeah, so the story uh, is one of the ones, uh, one of the positive ones uh, we're covering this week. So... Um, on the 24th of April, Hull put this out. 
Um, okay, club statement. Hull City can confirm that it has formally begun the pr procedures to withdraw from Skybet League One and join 23 clubs in a new competition, the Skybet Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, uh, as, you know, social media goes with football clubs, sometimes they fuck it up. This one, nail on the head. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's the same statement. Uh, like the big, or the six, you know, uh, Manchester City, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, all those guys uh, all put out that they were joining the Super League. Hull nailed it. I enjoyed that. It tickled me cor just correctly. Yeah, or a hull, hull like a Sunderland where like once they dropped out of the Premier League and the money goes like it's very it's actually very difficult to even keep yourself in the next division down because once you sell all your good players and you've only got like your academy you're you're nearly below the standard of the league you're playing so mm. Hull have obviously dropped two divisions the same way as Sunderland did. Well, I, I wouldn't say the the demise for Hull City was as drastic as what Sunderland's was um, simply because. Uh, they were in the um, Skybet Championship last year and only got relegated. Uh, and they bounced straight back up kind of the same way Watford and Norwich have done this year. Yeah. We yo-yo clubs. Okay. So power to them. I uh, There's uh, loads of very decent players that came from them. Uh, Harry Maguire, for one. Uh, uh, and Andy Robertson uh, in Liverpool came from Hull City. Uh, and also the manager of Spurs. Yeah, I was going to say, who is younger than me? <laughs> He's managing a Premier League club. I'm talking to you on Zoom. Who's doing better? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're managing to make me sound somewhat coherent. It's great, man. It's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the next story we're going to cover in the intro this week is uh, Notorious... MMA fighter, uh, Dublin's very own Conor McGregor has been in the news again. Have you seen this? I I have seen this. Oh, I, I've seen two things he's been involved in. Well, one he was involved in, one someone else. Oh, yes. Um, so we'll start with this one. Uh, so according to the Irish Post online, uh, Conor McGregor buys the Dublin pub where he sucker punched the old man and instantly barred him. Shit move. Oh, uh, McGregor has returned to the scene of the crime and purchased it. Uh, never one to shy away from controversy. Conor McGregor has made the bold choice to purchase the pub where he uh, where he punched a 50-year-old Dublin man uh, back in April 2019. And uh, he was fined at the time. So he was fined only a thousand euro by the Dublin District Council. Uh, Dub uh, sorry, the Dublin District Court uh, after he had been caught on the Marble Arches CCTV. And I, I don't think it's the one in, in the Skillin or wherever the Marble Arches is. Um, the Marble Arch Caves you're thinking of? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been some punch. Like. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, only find a thousand quid uh, and also had to issue an apology. Um, but uh, the footage of the, uh, the incident obviously spread like wildfire all over the social medias like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. And you're just like, if you needed any more evidence that this man has had too much cocaine in his life, this is it. Like, <laughs> and That is a major power trip. Yeah, and uh, apparently it all stemmed from uh, he was buying everybody whiskeys in the bar and in typical, uh, like, I'm sure Irish drinking man going like, I don't want any of your fucking pish water. <laughs> it's, it's that Northern Irish thing, especially when they go like, you know, when 
uh, they think you've gone just above and beyond your station. It's like, he's got notions. <laughs> he thinks everybody yep. wants to drink his fucking whiskey. Whole um, poppy syndrome. Also, <laughs> by the way, um, as someone who really enjoys whiskey, Conor McGregor's whiskey is not great. Yeah, it's, that's proper trial. It's literally what Bushmans would fuck down the drain. I'm just saying that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all their mouth. You know, you know, if you have to mix a whiskey, not good. <laughs> um, yeah, can you mix that? What do you want to mix with? Fucking flavor. Please, yeah, whatever. please. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the tweet uh, that went out on the 22nd of April uh, was uh, uh, just over... Uh, just past 6 p.m. was um, Tom Lines of the Irish Post uh, um, uh, released the statement on Twitter saying uh, that they have news about the Conor McGregor uh, purchasing the bar in question. And um, uh, Conor McGregor retweeted it going like, yeah, and your man's barred as well. I mean, like it is a shit move, but also you're just like that man. He has probably been waiting to do that since it happened. Yeah, and also, can I point out that, let's just go back to the punch, Conor McGregor, who's a professional MMA fighter, and who would undoubtedly beat up you and I, Jordan, mm, punched no, I that old know. guy, and he didn't fucking flinch. So I don't, I don't know. Guy is, that, that old dude is clearly hard as the road. So exactly, he's a different yeah. generation of tough bastard. Exactly. Um, so uh, I put, uh, the, just to finish this story off here, um, how much do you think he allegedly paid for it? Now, I haven't heard of the bar, Um so, but it's near, it's just out on the outskirts of Dublin city center in Crumlin. It's called the Black Forge. Uh, obviously never heard of it. Um, but apparently uh, he forked out over 3 million euro. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like 3 million euro wouldn't buy a fucking one bedroom apartment in Dublin city center. So <laughs> exactly. that makes complete sense. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like, you're not, you, you could probably, with 3 million, you could probably... I don't know, afford like a kayak on the Liffey or something like that, but you have to like move it every 17 minutes or you get fined. Jordan, I, I only want a United Ireland, so my house is worth 3.4 million because it's a three bedroom <laughs> house in Belfast. Uh, excellent. Um, uh, moving on uh, to some more good news. Um, well, uh, okay, no, it's not good news. I don't know why I said that. Um, the England's women rugby team won the Six Nations this weekend. Yeah, sad. I thought Ireland started off very, very well, but it, it wasn't to be. They took a bit of a bad hammering off France. Mm. But um, yeah, progress is progress, ladies. Well done exactly. to the Irish team. And I know you didn't win it, like, but they did invent the sport, so you'd think they would have a slight advantage on it. I Population know, yeah. of 60-odd million. You know, different things. Different exactly. Things. They're small, small, small things. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. Um, it definitely got... I think this is definitely the year because obviously the past couple of years... Um, the coverage of women's football has just gone up dramatically, and rightly so. Um, but this is the first proper year that I've noticed it as like a consumer of sport that uh, the BBC has really got behind women's football, or sorry, women's rugby even, which is fucking great to see. Yeah. And you see uh, like legends of the game, like Ronan O'Gara, uh, Brian O'Driscoll, Paul O'Connell, all sharing... Um, their their thoughts about the whole like watching the games giving their critical analysis of it which is fantastic because number one it helps people who like if you're if you're getting critiqued by one of the best to ever do it you're going like okay this is what i need to change in their opinion uh which you know is a great learning tool for people but then also it's just bringing uh you know the sport to people that it wouldn't normally reach which again fucking fantastic there is a great campaign for women's sport called Can't, Can't See, Can't Be, which is where they want to 
get more women's sport on TV, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Uh, I think it's it's good for the ladies to do that, and it's something here in Ireland that can be used to promote women's rugby, you know, women's Gaelic football. Uh, I mean, like there you go, the Northern Ireland team have qualified for the Euros. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, if I love that idea of can't see, can't be. You should be able to show. I watched a brilliant thing once, and it was uh, asking we girls name a sports star. And they're all saying you know, Wayne Rooney and you know David yeah. Beckham, but none of them could 90s. think of a, a female sports star. So it's a it's a basically a, a, a positivity thing. So yeah, I think great. it's cool and it's good to get the games on. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, definitely. So uh, the okay, uh, we've got nothing else to cover now in the in the intro, do we? No, I I, I mean I'm happy enough to go. Uh, wait, we've let me see. Uh, Ryan Conor, Giggs, yeah. shit cunt. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor, bit of a mm-hmm. shit cunt. Uh, Hull City, good cunts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, uh, Six yeah, Nations. Uh, yeah. Six Nations, go Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into this week in sport. This week in sport. I like when you do that. This week in sport. Um, so, we will start off as we normally do at the start of the week. So, what was it last Sunday we recorded? Um, you want to start from the start? Revolutionary. I know, crazy, right? Um, so on that Sunday, uh, Arsenal uh, were hosting Fulham, a wee London derby for you, and it won one. Uh, absolutely crazy. And obviously, this is before the whole Super League stuff comes out. And when you're drawn with the you know team that's 17th, like I don't see how you're one of those elite six clubs, but hey, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Manchester United were hosting Burnley at Old Trafford. Three uh, one win, and I'm just realizing we've already covered these games. I was like, why are you going to Sunday whenever we did that late last Sunday? It's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so Monday. This uh, is the bit. This is the bit we added out and then leave in because we forget we said we added it out. So uh, <laughs> welcome again to um, this week in sport. I I, I, w- I will let you know. This is a little. This is a little inside knowledge of injury time. I actually uh, listen to the the whole as we record. I listen to the whole thing when I'm editing it, and I hear every single time that going like, "Oh, we should edit this out," and I just leave it in for badness now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, you know, cutting my nose off to spite my face because I want this to be a great product, but still, I'm just like, let's see if Darren notices. <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be one day where we do say something we definitely shouldn't, and yeah. you'll be sitting there going, "Nah, fuck them." <laughs> yeah, it's like that episode of The Simpsons, the Treehouse of Horror, with the slide. It's like, when am I ever going to be here again? <laughs> um, so yes, you know I mean, if Darren gets cancelled, I can do this on my own. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> it'll be funnier, but uh, I don't know. I'll just miss him, you know. Um, so yes, uh, Leeds against Liverpool. Now, this was more than a football match because this was uh, just after uh, a day after the announcement of uh, the Super League and you were looking at it going like, Leeds, if you were to ever beat Liverpool, this is when we want you to do it. Like, Yeah. yeah. We, we expected big things after the amazing start of the year game that they had, which was Leeds' introduction to the Premier League where everyone yeah. thought they were going to get tanked and they, they didn't win, but they put up a hell of a fight. Mm. This one, yet again, uh, <laughs> pretty much last ditch, 87th minute. Yep. equalizer mm-hmm. and yeah Liverpool weren't uh, firing on all cylinders uh, Liverpool this year especially with the results later on this uh, uh, this week in sport um, see, see I did that a little, a little tag I liked it uh, yeah but like with the uh, the form that Liverpool are in at the minute they would be very lucky to get Europa League football next season 
Yeah, pretty much. Which is mind-boggling. Um, <laughs> now, moving on to Tuesday, there was a Premiership match, uh, Chelsea against Brighton. Uh, I watched the highlights of this. and My God, paint-drying boring football i mean like there was one red card right at the right at the end on the 92nd minute for brighton but apart from that nothing to report uh this was one i didn't watch because i i looked at the the fixture and went yeah well, that's look, gonna be three now isn't it yeah you look at it and you're going like oh my god i could not i mean like going to a game's different like because i'm sure there would be some form of atmosphere at Stamford bridge so um but i was just looking at it it's like i didn't even want to watch the highlights if i was being honest like um uh, no offense to Brighton or Chelsea you're just unappetizing teams <laughs> to a, a very morbidly obese person which is saying a lot um moving on to the uh, Northern Irish Premiership on Tuesday uh, a couple of results here um so Cliftonville were hosting Glentoran at Solitude and Glentoran come away with a 2-0 win I mean dish is done like this is, uh, and this is also something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'll do it later on in this week in sport. But Porter Down also beaten Lauren 2 1 at Shamrock Park. Well, I mean, you, you wouldn't have called that one in your definitely bets that not. we normally call. Definitely not. And this looked definitely like the best game of the night. Uh, Warren Point uh, were hosting Glenavon, and uh, Glenavon beat Warren Point 4 3. So that was, uh, yeah, that, that seemed like probably the most entertaining game of the week in terms of uh, premiership games for Northern Ireland. But uh, moving on to Wednesday, uh, we have another uh, premiership couple of games. Uh, Tottenham were up against Southampton. Uh, Tottenham managed to get the win, the first win under their new manager, Ryan Mason. Um, but Danny Ings, what a player. Danny Dings, what? Danny, where? Um, Gareth Bale, also very decent. He had a good game. Yeah, did you um, did you actually sit down and, and have a watch of this? Uh, I watched the highlights. Yeah, this is kind of weird as well, because I, I've come to realise uh, something I was chatting with uh, to my older brother about is that mm-hmm. we've been watching so much football. Now, obviously, you and I watch football, a lot of it uh, for this podcast. Mm-hmm. But in general, with lockdowns and no fans, they've yeah. been broadcasting more mm-hmm. and I've been watching more. Are you noticing that we are maybe unfortunate to be watching a lot more shit games than good games of late? Mm, definitely, yes. Yeah. If we take the kind of like sample size of when we started the podcast um, compared to a year prior to that, yeah, I would yeah. say 100%. Yeah, it's been kind of weird. So there's some games where I think it's going to be classic. Like, I mean, I thought Cup Final today would have been decent. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll get to no, that. We'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah, just an example. Yeah, um, and the other game on Wednesday, uh, Aston Villa were hosting Man City. Uh, the game saw a first-minute goal uh, and two red cards. So yeah. uh, very entertaining. Uh, City had come away with all three points with the 2-1 win. Um, but yeah, did you see John Stone's straight red card? Went to VAR. What was it for? What was uh, the actual foul? Foul, yeah. Uh, it was just tackle. Um, that uh, was initially a yellow and then went to VAR and changed it to straight red. Um, okay, now here's the thing, because that was for a tackle. Was was it actually a red? What did you, what did you think? Um, with, with that particular challenge, I mean, like you've seen them given and you've seen them, you know, it would be like they'd be lucky to get a yellow and then you'd, you'd think it might be a harsh red. It's kind of like gray zone 
where you don't really know, uh, you know, it doesn't belong in one of the camps. So I think it was just up to the interpretation of the man or the referee. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I just wanted to just from that game, just remember that before we start talking about the West Ham game, okay? Because I, I was, I, as, I was, a, as a not a West Ham fan, I'm fucking furious. So continue. That's that's a cliffhanger for you, folks. It's coming in two minutes. I literally didn't reply to you that night because I was so mad about it. I was <laughs> not a happy boy. Um, moving on to Thursday night, uh, Leicester City uh, take uh, all three points against West Brom. West Brom. That, that game was over in forty minutes. Yeah, crazy. Like uh, three goal, uh, three goals in the first half. Jamie Vardy, Johnny Evans, and Ian Acho, who is on blistering form and. He's going to be a, a real uh, thorn in the side of Chelsea in the FA Cup final. I can tell you that for nothing uh, if yep. he stays healthy. Uh, moving on to Friday now. Uh, one Premier League game there. Uh, Arsenal against Everton. Um, oh, Bernhard Leno. Huh? What's he like? Yeah. He's no Jens Lehmann. Uh, one of the... One of the grim ones as well are the fun fact that I drew up from watching about this uh, particular game was that only West Ham have scored more own goals than Arsenal. <laughs> hey, we love to give. We're a generous club. Um... <laughs> but anyway, yeah, absolute disaster. But at the yeah. same point, Everton put up a great tweet after the game that's, that showed a list of all the points they'd taken off the teams that were touted for the Super League. Yeah. And basically, I think they've beaten everybody this year except for Man City. And it just, Everton's tweet just said, as you can see, we keep beating everyone. No wonder we weren't invited. And I was like, oh, you sassy bitches. (laughs) If that was anybody else apart from Everton, I probably wouldn't have, yeah, I probably would have been salty about that. But I think Everton (laughs) get that Bible because they had such a good start to the season and they do have like a loyal fan group. So you're looking at it going like, oh, you're lucky you're not Crystal Palace. Yeah, I was, it was Everton or um, the People's Club and mm. Rangers are We the People. Don't confuse those two because yeah, yeah. one's a very Catholic club and one's a very Protestant club. Rangers is the Catholic one, right? Um, <laughs> uh, You're going to so, get killed in a bar in Glasgow someday. I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, sweet death. Uh, moving on to Friday's Premiership games. Um, Glen Torren were hosting Lauren at the Oval in East Belfast. Another win for Glen Torren, um, <laughs> which, you know, it's a bit unfortunate for Lauren because it was an own goal in the 80th minute. But uh, yeah, another three points for Glen Torren. And yeah, it's uh, after I'll do Saturday's games, uh, we'll go a bit more into the league. But the Premiership games on Saturday, right? Uh, I'll let you do the Sheffield and the uh, Liverpool Newcastle games first, and then I'll. I'll talk about okay, the you can games. jump in. Okay, um, Sheffield one 0 against Brighton. Brighton obviously couldn't score in a her house at present, but uh, yeah, McGoldrick got a goal in nineteen. And I watched a very impassioned interview with the Sheffield manager after, where he said, "Look, the season hasn't turned out how we wanted, but we need to be competitive right to the end. We're already starting to build for next year." And he says, "Sometimes we've been very unlucky this year, and they have. I've watched plenty of Sheffield games this year where they've actually been unlucky not to get a single point." Or come away with three. There's always there's the look that they were a bit cursed this year. Yeah. But they are now not going to be the worst ever team in Premier League history, which is I'm very happy for. Yeah. I had a, I had a I had a real soft spot for Sheffield last year. Um, yeah, McGoldrick got the goal. Uh, one 0 beat Brighton, and it's it's actually a big deal for the for them as well to not be remembered for that because yeah. you know Sheffield remember the good times. These were good lads, and I am gonna miss you. And I, it was it was unfortunate what happened this year with and then losing their. 
their manager too. But exactly these things these things happen. And then of course it went over to the next game, another team who are not gone yet but fighting for survival, Newcastle, who played Liverpool. Now this was the, this couldn't have been more at each end of the game. Yeah. Salah scores in three minutes, and you're like, okay, here we go. This is Liverpool v Newcastle. This is how it's gonna be. Ninety fifth minute. <laughs> The 95th minute, Newcastle waited to pounce and take a point out of the game. And obviously being a Man United fan, it's always lovely to see somebody score against uh, Liverpool. But yeah, they actually, Newcastle are such a weird schizophrenic team where sometimes I'm like, they're playing lovely football. And then other times, absolute disaster. Like uh, Joe Linton, I didn't think was great yesterday, but nope. uh, Sam Axon again. Oh, I think he, he's class. He, he should be a bigger club. He should uh, be at a bigger he, club. He, he should. Um Although, uh, this is coming from my experience of seeing good players at smaller clubs, uh, i.e. any good player who has ever played for West Ham, uh, I hope and pray that he stays and becomes like a Geordie legend. Yeah. Because it's just something you don't really see anymore. Who, like, I forget your Brazilian guy who played for Middlesbrough in the 90s. Oh, what's his name? Is it Juninho? Oh yeah, yeah, Janino. When he was yeah. we do, he was about four foot six. Yeah, yeah, and he 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 was there. Like, uh, obviously, offer uh, like even a great example would be Alan Shearer. Obviously, winning the league with Blackburn, doing well with Southampton, but going back to his hometown club and you know not leaving for United or anybody else who was putting a bid in for him, which I think is great to see. Um, also, there was uh, was it Olsen uh, had a goal disallowed. Right, yeah. like on the 90-somethingth minute, uh, which, yeah, in the 92nd minute, sorry, Callum Wilson uh, had a goal disallowed uh, because VAR, VAR brought it back and said it was a handball. Okay, this is the first really contentious VAR uh, escapade of the day. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Should not have been ruled out. The, it, it hits off his chest and, or just his actual like bottom half of his stomach, uh, just like around his pelvis area. And his hand just happened to be there because he was trying to balance himself. And they they brought it back and didn't give it. And it looked like Liverpool were, you know, I don't know, dodging a bullet and, you know, getting all three points from the game. But then uh, the loney Willock from Arsenal, Scores mm-hmm. for the third time coming off the bench in his last what three four games. That's, that's what Abs- you want. That's, that's somebody alone. Fantastic. Impact sub. Fantastic. Um. It, yeah, I reckon he he's probably gonna be one for the future to definitely watch. Um. Okay. Well, let's just fucking get into it. Uh. Chelsea beat West Ham one nil. Um. I have no problem with Timo Werner's goal. I think it was a good goal. Um. The red card. Uh, it is Team of Werner had two goals, one yep. was disallowed, and even he himself was like, Ah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, 81st minute, uh, Balbuena gets sent off for a challenge, and my god, the anger I felt while watching this. Because yeah. if you want a textbook definition of the word six pointer. I mean, I know there are two words, but the phrase six-pointer. You put this, one of the little bits in the middle. The hyphen, yeah, yeah. Shooter, it's a six-pointer. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like one of the must-win games for us to 
definitely qualify for the Champions League, if not any form of European competition next year. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things where it's hard to describe because uh, it's like literally it wouldn't have been a foul. I don't think it was a foul whatsoever. It's just two players going for the ball. Yeah, there's Chelsea. there's nowhere for his foot to go. I, there's no malice in it. He, you know, he, he, he says, when in doubt, get it out. Mm. Does that, players coming in, I think total accident. And then whenever the VAR said to the referee, check that yourself, I thought, this is just to confirm. Yeah, He's like, you know, but uh, VAR has that thing where it's the, the definites or the definition of the letter of the law. It's not the, I don't think it's dangerous play. He's not looking at him. He's not trying to, he doesn't get up off the ground with his foot and then look down and go, that's his leg and yeah. stamp on him. Yeah. So I thought it was one of the fucking stupidest red cards I've seen in a while. Exactly. And, and just but yeah, for the, I was, the, I was angry about it. Like I was like, come on, this is going to ruin this game. Like uh, the, the utter hypocrisy of it as well. Sufal, uh, the same thing happened with Sufal, like literally about seven minutes later uh, with a foul on Rudiger. And it was the exact same thing. Rudiger comes in. Uh, Sofal's studs were showing after clearing the ball. Uh, Rudiger goes down. And it wasn't even a free kick. It was a fucking throw-in or something. I mean, yeah. like, fucking sort it out. Like, this is... I genuinely think with the Super League and with VAR being the way VAR is and a certain global pandemic, this has literally been the worst season of football uh, for football fans in God knows how many years. Like... <laughs> Since West Ham, it definitely relegated. has not been good. No, so. definitely not. Definitely not. Um, oh, that just left me with a fucking bitter taste in my mouth talking about it. But no, uh, fair, pl- fair play to Chelsea. Uh, you know, FA Cup final. They're in the Champions League semi-finals uh, this week, and yeah, going from strength to strength. And yeah, it's nice to see a Premiership team do good. Um, the other games on Saturday, so uh, we'll do the uh, Northern Irish Premiership. Uh, there's a bunch of games. I'll just run through these quickly. So Colerain got all three points against Ballymena, beating them 2-1. Uh, Cliftonville uh, bounced back after their defeat uh, to Glen Torren with a 5-0 win at home to Carrick Rangers. Uh, Dungannon lost 2-0 to Crusaders, which always love to see. Um, Portadown beat Warren Point 3-1. And hey, Glenavon beat Linfield 3-2. Okay, so that's, that's a big one, top of the table. Things you love to see. So uh, I'll just do a rundown of the league table as it stands. So in the bottom half of the table, with 16 points, it's Dungannon. You know, uh, it's not looking like they're going to do anything this season. Carrick Rangers are 11th with 20 points. Warren Point, who have had like a good number of scalps uh, this year, you know, obviously beating the likes of Crusaders, Linfield, uh, drawn with Lauren and drawn with Glentoran as well. Um, but sco- scoring 32 goals and, you know, conceding 65, it's going to be very difficult to, you know, maintain that kind of, uh, the maintain like pace with the rest of the league when you're leaking goals to that extent. Um, in ninth place, uh, just three points ahead, uh, is Ported Down, followed by Balamina and Glenavon which makes up the bottom half of the table. Um, but the top six, uh, Crusaders in sixth, 53 points. Uh, I mean, like, uh, the slump that we were on, I'm surprised we've bounced back this quickly. Um, but dipping into the bottom half of the league, that's definitely something Crusaders fans are not used to uh, since the battle days. But um, Lauren are fifth uh, 
with 55 points, they're now, uh, you know, like, what, 15 points behind uh, Linfield at the minute. And remember, they were top of the league at one point this year, which is, it's sad to see. But Cliftonville definitely have uh, perked up as of late, uh, sitting fourth, uh, played 33, 56 points, playing well. Uh, Colerain have slipped down to second, or to third, sorry, uh, with 62 points. And the top two, uh, obviously Linfield being first on 70 points, uh, and Glen Torren are now second. Which, you know, at the start of the season, everybody thought your man Mc- McDermott was a fucking, you know, loon, just going like, yeah, the sunrise is in the fucking east or some shit like that. And everyone was like, I, he's fucking, dishes are done with him. Like he's a space cadet. But no, he's, he's, he's doing something, right? Maybe signing you know, people on the sex offenders register does that, but um, that's that's uh, neither here nor there. I was going to make a joke about Ryan Giggs signing for Glenn Torrenson, but uh, that would probably be in bad taste. Uh, it's okay. I mean, now that we've told the people, this is like this is like build a joke. We've given you the basics of it, <laughs> talk, so you just go off. Text us in your punchlines, so the <laughs> two we'll use them on stage. This don't have to work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but uh, today's games uh, were uh, hey Burnley beat Wolves four uh, nil. I'm all on you. Yeah, what was the crack with that? It, I I watched the game on for on BBC. being the sort of the start of the day, and was just like. Yeah. Okay, first half it was fucking three nil. Yeah, I, I, uh, Chris Wood hat trick in the first half, um, and uh, so I went to my mom's house for lunch, uh, and we were watching it on TV. But I only got there for the second half, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be you know a cricket score," uh, and then it, it ended up like them not scoring to the absolute like eighty fifth minute or something right at the end. So yeah. you're looking at it, it was like, oh. I missed all the good parts, but as of speaking right now, uh, the black uh, was it the Blacklands Derby, the Black Country Derby, Aston Villa against black West Country, Brom. Yeah. yeah, Black Country. Um, at the minute, West Brom are up two one. What the fuck were it? Yeah. Anyway, what one, one minute <laughs> left? So teams rallying at the wrong time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, so at well, the Jordan, minute... I'm glad you got to see at least one goal because the game I was following today was. <laughs> United fucking Leeds. So you yeah. that off like let's talk about that. Let's not. It was <laughs> you know, I mean, I we've we've been we've been dead on with Leeds this year. I wouldn't have minded if Leeds had a score against United because it would have given United a kick up the hole. United, mm. especially this year, I think they've got the best stat for coming back after going down. Mm. So and I am it's grim as it when as a fan to be like, we need our team to concede so they try and win. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> the game was shite. I, yeah, they I, all I'm out attack, boss of the wall, leads that we've been loving and enjoying. Just it wasn't there the day. I don't yeah. know. Like they got they got the point off Liverpool the other week, and they're like, oh, let's just get another point off a top six team. That's got to be teams that aren't competing for anything aren't going to win anything. That's in their like stats for the year. Exactly. Oh, it took this much off the top four, top six. So yeah, yeah, just wasn't great. That's that's all there is to say. Fernandez had a good free kick in the first half. It was very well saved, mm-hmm. and then a couple of chances, but just nothing that looked amazing. Yeah, not from anyone. Just the way it is, I suppose. Um, uh, and just to finish up this week in sport, uh, we will do the EFL Cup between Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur. As you said previously, very boring. Um, Laporte was lucky not to get sent off in the first half. Uh, he and then fucking scored later on, scoring the winner at the 82nd minute. Um, uh, yeah, a very, very, uh, very muted celebration, shall we say? There was a. Uh, 
it was in Wembley Stadium and there was a limited number of spectators at the game. There were fans. This is the best. The best thing about that game today was there were fans in the stadium. They didn't have to fucking play the recording of the of everybody. No, there was actually people there. So I think they had home fans, away fans, and then they were very cool and gave. There were NHS workers there as well from uh, London, I think, in the surrounding areas. So they don't have everybody traveling. Yeah. And they were able to go. So yeah. fair play, fair play to the EFL for giving oh. out tickets for people that deserve them. Exactly. It's just, but can you just imagine the ICU wards are completely empty of nurses now because they're all going to the EFL Cup game? Like, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, j- just briefly to put it into perspective, the twenty fourth trophy that Pep Guardiola has won as a senior manager, um, Fergie who. Hey, 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 what's, what's your... What's My your dad's turning in his fucking grave after me saying that. Uh, I was going to say, Fergie's not even dead, were you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, with Ryan Mason, this is, what, his third uh, competitive game in charge of Spurs. You're looking at it going, like, can you imagine how insufferable Spurs, fan would, Spurs fans would be if they ended up winning? Um, Spurs haven't won anything in a long time. I, yeah. I kind of want them to win fucking something because... Like that that manager, the idea that he was a pro footballer till he was twenty six, got a skull fractured and is now in management. Mm. I think that's a Cinderella story of somebody yeah. doing well for themselves. Mm. I would love to see him winning something. Tottenham obviously I couldn't give a shite because yeah, they had the idea that that they thought they were going to a super league. Who fucking decided Tottenham were super? Yeah. Daniel but, uh, Levy, Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them win it today. But then watching them in the first half, he must have given a good team talk because at least they had a shot on target in the second half. <laughs> I think halfway through the second half. Man City had 15 shots on target. Tottenham had two. You're not going to win a cup final that way. Cup uh, finals yeah. are do or die. That's why you want to see a cup final where it's like 3-2 or a fucking 4-1. You know, just a real go out there and have a go. It was. Exactly. It looked like a league game where the two of them wanted a fucking draw. Yeah, we'll take the point, rest, rest some good players. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way. And you definitely thought at the end Aguero was going to come on, but he didn't make an appearance. Um yeah, and, and it's the annoying thing uh, that uh, this is obviously a presumption on my behalf, but uh, it's definitely it definitely would have been true. Um, they would have gone on, uh, you know, third game in charge, winning a title. When you think about it, it has literally fuck all to do with him. Yeah. It was Mourinho that got you to the final, and uh, if you guys won, you know, it would have been uh, Mourinho's, Mourinho's uh, cup, to be honest with you. But yeah. can you just imagine the Paddy Power ad that's going to come out like next week of like Jose Mourinho <laughs> watching that cup final and just laughing? <laughs> yeah, just uh, just loving it. Like, yeah. Uh, and that was this week in sport. Uh, we we have a shorter story time this week where me and Darren will talk about the pros and cons of a Super League, uh, but then also of an All Ireland League, which. Um, I hope you've done your research because I know I haven't. <laughs> All I have just going, one of my mates who's massive into the Irish League. I pretty much just read his Twitter about it. So here we <laughs> yeah, go. I know. Uh, All I have is my gut reaction to things, and it's never let me wrong before. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Darren. We're doing a Ryan Giggs episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, I want another one. Oh, what are we going to cover the court case? <laughs> yeah, uh, like like how many minutes he does and stuff like that, and if he gets subbed off for his brother or something. Um, uh, but yeah, so that was this week in sport, uh, and this is going to be story time. 
So uh, yeah, as I as I said, uh, this story time is going to be us talking about the pros and cons of the proposed, pretty much collapsed now Super League, uh, and uh, the idea of an All Ireland League uh, co- combining all the teams who play in the Football Association of Ireland and the Irish Football Association, which are two different things, even though all the words are the same, and I don't understand it. It's, so, it's kind of like if you've ever seen the life of Brian, where they talk about the Judean people's front, front yeah, and the people's front of, front Judea. of Judea. Same thing. Hilarious. Um, right. So we'll start with the Super League. Um, as everybody who has uh, like cognitive thought, I disagree with the idea of a league where you can't get relegated from because I was going to say. Can I also point out as well that. The Rugby Super League probably should have sued them when they came up with the name. <laughs> we the Super League. You're like, no, you're fucking not. Okay, that, that's one of the cons. Stole their name. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, so one of the cons is no relegation, which, uh, as Pep Guardiola very uh, eloquently put it, it, means it's not sport. It's not competitive. If there is no repercussions for you having a bad season, then, you know, What's the point? Why are where's the threat? Where's exactly. the fun? Exactly, they need an incentive to be good. And if they're not good, and the other teams are that much better than them, you know, that's how a club languishes. Like, um, I mean, like the MLS, it doesn't have a relegation style system, and that's here. Let the- me ask you this: How many MLS games do you watch a year? Less than five. Fuck, fair play, yeah. Yeah, I watch more <laughs> than the average people. Like. Um, so that's, yeah, that's just an example of it not working. Um, and like, I mean, like the only pro that I can think about in this whole thing is also a con, but it is like getting to see, say like, uh, you know, United play Barcelona, uh, more times, but that's also a con because you don't, it's a special occasion. It's semifinals of the Champions League when those teams meet. When Chelsea plays Real Madrid, that is the semifinal this year. If they're playing each other, you know, like I don't know how many times a season, three or four times a season, if it's just the 12 clubs, you're looking at it going like, what is, it's not like a, I'm going to be very crude here, but when I was in a relationship, uh, you know, blowjobs were reserved for birthdays and Christmas. Okay? If you have blowjobs every single night, you'd get bored of them, man. And th- this is the... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is the exact same thing I'm trying to say about... I- I- I'm trying to, like... <sighs> I don't know, say that... To-, to me, watching Barcelona against Manchester United is like getting a blowjob. Okay, number one, weird. Number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, every week, can we have, uh, can I make you improv an analogy that you completely make a meal of? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) But but my point stands, like, because, you know, too much of a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Blowjobs are great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just weighing it up. There is absolutely no way that the pros outweigh the cons in terms of the Super League. Uh, yeah, con. I don't want to watch Messi make a fool out of our defense. Every yeah. three. Okay. It's exactly. You don't want to see how inept your team really are. Um, uh, also, no West Ham, no party. Huh? 
probably not for you. And yeah, then also exactly. fucking probably pay-per-view. We don't know what the actual logistics of the league were, mm. how they were. I mean, it's all like, uh, oh, yeah, Sky and BT are complaining about it. It's like, yeah, because they're deciding how much they're going to fucking charge you to watch it. That's exactly. why. Yeah. It's like, mm, let's see. Let's put more people in debt to watch something that used to be like a fucking fiver. Yeah, it used to be free on TV. As was pointed out to me as well, was a generation before the Premier League was invented, basically, so it could go to Sky. Yeah, and this was before like Sky Digital, which was like a late nineties, early two thousands deal. Before that, I mean, I'm actually old enough to remember having watched a football league game on TV. Not not this year. Whenever BBC were allowed to show one fucking Premier League game, yeah, not like that. Football used to be on TV. And then the Premier League started. So once the old English First Division ended, Premier League started, everything went to Sky. You had to go to the pub to watch football or you had to go to your fucking wealthy neighbor's house. Yeah, or, sorry, you, you, you uh, mispronounced Protestant there, but uh, it's okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I uh, like, you see, like, when it used to be Champions League on ITV, uh, and the gas, like obviously Gazprom or <laughs> an abhorrent company to be sponsoring anything really. But yeah. like when you see the Gazprom ad and you're just like, oh, it's the, oh, is that a Heineken ad? Yes, it is because it's the Champions League. And, you know, as much as I hate the whole like kind of advertising having effects on you, uh, on your kind of like sentimentality of things, like just give me that. Uh, oh, over BT Sports, over analysis of every single game. Give me that any day of the week, like. Uh, yeah, I, I would only pay for Super League if there was, you know the way they have the red button where you can pick the match? Mm-hmm. I want different, each, each selection in the red button should be a different commentary team or two <laughs> different pundits. Yeah. Sometimes you watch different, I mean, games are on Amazon Prime, Sky Sports, BT, uh, no. someone BBC. You you need to pay fucking fifteen subscription fees to watch football as it is. Mm-hmm. They bring in a new one. I don't want Steve McManaman and fucking Owen Hargreaves. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I would I would like it if they like they were in suits to begin with, but then I don't know. Like Jamie Redknapp dumps them, dumps baby oil all over them, and they take their shirts off and they have to wrestle. And the winner, it, it's almost like that's the sport that we're watching. <laughs> just commentators competing against each other to become the number one, like, I don't know, uh, commentator in all of BT Sport. Yeah, no. So if, if you're a new listener to the podcast, Jordan went to boarding school and it really tells sometimes. Just just in case you didn't know. So, um, it, it hurts sometimes to think <laughs> about it. What, baby oil? It, well, it depends where you put it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that pretty much sums up our uh, feelings towards the Super League. Kind of like... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're forgetting, we're forgetting one of the things. So we've, we've talked about the money side of things. You as a fan, Jordan, like, so we'll take, we'll take the two opposite sides of it, okay? Okay. I, as a Man United fan, would, the game would be going to the Super League. I would have no interest in fucking watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know, I know United, I'm going to say this really quietly. I know United aren't probably good enough right now to win the league. So they're certainly not going to, if they can't beat Man City in the fucking domestic league, you're not going to Europe and beating all around you. Do you know what I mean? I cannot wait to isolate that clip and send it to full-time devils. Uh... Perfectly fine. (laughs) And also, surely you as a West Ham fan, one of the joys in life of supporting a traditional uh, mid-table team is the fucking points you take off the big guys. Oh, man. That's what makes your year. 
you don't give a shit if you fucking if you lose to Fulham or you know there'd be certain games that you're just like ah well thought that was gonna happen could have happened we could have drew anybody Mm. you go and you beat a big team that's your fucking year made Uh, that is true but also I would like to liken it to the analogy of um, so blowjobs were normally only on birthdays (laughs) and Christmas it's the same with taking three points from big clubs you don't want to do it all the time no um, obviously uh, like I, I wouldn't like the idea of West Ham becoming a big club you know being the big fish in the smaller pond now that you know the, the and i regret to call like I, I i actually refuse to call them the top six uh just because i don't they're they're not number one they're not top six positions uh and not top six history because why are spurs and arsenal and man city there you know yeah um and chelsea cash money cash money baby um yeah, so, and obviously, if we were going to win the league, I mean, like, if the if those six were not in the league right now, uh, Leicester would, you know, easily, I think, take it. Um, that, but that being said, like, obviously, a Champions League spot would be a, a dream come true. Uh, whether I think we're ready for it or not is a different thing, but still, to see West Ham in the Champions League, uh, it's, it's, it would be something that I never imagined happening. Maybe when I was, like, 60, but like I needed like a ventilator to breathe and like my, my grandson would come into the room sometimes and go like, Oh, Granda, uh, Carlos Tevez's nephew just scored for West Ham. And I'd be like, hello. I'm, I'm speaking through one of those boxes things in my throat. Caravan. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I need to stop taking uh my medication before i do podcasts it makes me real loopy <laughs> i would know i would know i would say up your medication <laughs> yeah go, in go. fact can i have some <laughs> lean into it buddy lean into it yeah imagine uh, if we were both on the meds like just like how did the podcast go dead on for some reason this episode's four and a half hours don't know what happened <laughs> Exactly. We just gotta. We pretend we're Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> I just keep telling you to look that up, Jamie, and you're going like, "No, I'm Joe Rogan. You're Jamie." Um, yeah. Well, here, look. Here's the thing as well. To to kind of to sum up the bit, is this this idea isn't going away. No. As more money comes into it, I think, and also as well, funny as fuck that UEFA and FIFA suddenly became yeah all about the fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? When did this happen? Yeah. They're, they're not all about the dead immigrant workers. They're all about the fans. Exactly. exactly. And they're not all about get, being so corrupt. You can buy a World Cup. Like you used to be able to buy to be, or pay to become the Pope. Now you can pay to host the World Cup. Hey. Um, yeah, that, that was weird and very funny as well. The hypocrisy in football, which was brilliant. Yeah, uh, I can't, I can't wait until... It should, be able to, it should be able to drive people back to their kind of local leagues. And I'm all for that. I think you and I should definitely... When they let fans back in, let's go down and get a cup of tea that costs us one fifty and watch a bit of Irish league. I Can't think wait. we'd probably get more joy out of it. Exactly, a hundred percent. And I uh, just on the um, notion of the way you can pay for World Cups and uh, pay to become Pope. I can't wait for the next World Cup in Vatican City. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Like, just uh, is it St Peter's Basilica? Uh, St. Peter's Square, I think, is where he does yeah. the blessing. So you just build a temporary stadium. Yeah, great. all we need is four jumpers and we've got ourselves a pitch, <laughs> um, which would be perfect. But uh, yeah, just as you were saying about moving it to people watching more local leagues, we'll move on to the idea of an all-Ireland league. Now, 
So in terms of pros and cons for this, at least there are a couple more pros than there is for Super League. So uh, do you want to do it? Uh, I'll go pro, you go con. Um, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I have pros also, but yeah, you go ahead and I'll, okay. do, I'll do a con. So you go okay. pro, I'll go con. Go for okay, it. so my pro is uh, that uh, more uh, integrating the two leagues, uh, obviously better teams are going into it, Linfield. I hate to say it, but on paper are like tied with the most successful uh, club, which was Rangers as well, in terms of the amount of trophies they've won. Uh, so they have a history, obviously being funded by the IFA uh, is, you know, one of the reasons, but sh- sure, we'll not, we'll not get into that. But Saucer of milk, table two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you add some salt to that milk? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little salty. Uh but yeah, uh, I mean, like I, I can only think that the quality of football will get better when uh, like Linfield will have to go up against the likes of Shamrock Rovers and, uh, you know, Bohemians, Bray, uh, Cork, you know, all the different teams in the Irish League at the minute. Um, so that is my pro. My con would be only those teams with a bit of cash will survive Which... in, in any, in any long term. Yeah, which it, which is on a hundred percent something that I don't want to see. I I I I hate the idea of the only reason a club goes under is just because like literally the goalposts are changed on them. They it, it's just not financially doable for them to stay up or anything like that. Or you could look at it as like all professional or semi-professional teams will hopefully get more money out of it in terms of. Like, obviously, when teams in the Premiership or in La Liga or Serie A, the Bundesliga, uh, get Champions League qualifications, uh, like, that when they qualify for the Champions League, not like it's a fucking exam they have to sit, but it's, like, when they when they get to the group stages, you know, that is a huge cash injection that goes into the club. Um, hopefully, with the new league, there would be, yeah, more money about it. So that would be a pro for me. Um, I was going to say that yet again to just sort of elaborate on the con of if only those teams I think at present in the Irish League I think it's only Glen Torn and Linfield and maybe Larne are actually switching to a full-time permanent basis mm. so the Irish League is kind of famous for you know somebody could be a school teacher during the day and playing in the Irish League at the weekend exactly. you can still have a full-time job there's people who are playing for those clubs now who it probably financially would not suit to become a professional footballer mm. people have, have their own businesses and stuff and they're playing football on the weekend for a bit of pocket money yeah so that's kind of weird to go for that full thing where you'll have those couple of professional clubs now obviously they'll have to be like right here's the all-iron league we've only got this many spaces who can afford mm. to be in this yeah so once you do that as well there's gonna be a lot of clubs which have probably great fan bases but just no cash like i mean nuri where i'm from the club had to come back from the dead to be rescued by the fans you can't yeah. ask the fans to dip in the pocket to fund them to go down to get beat 8 nil by Dundalk because Dundalk mm. of cash. Well, that that is true. But um, when... How do, when how I, do you level the playing field to use, uh, to use more sporting analogies? So, um, like, and the exact same thing with uh, that Nuri did about, uh, you know, being funded by the fans and stuff like that and being saved from liquidation by the fans. Cork City is the exact same thing. Um, so if you look at Cork City from where they were, I think it was like the, around 2000, the early 2010s, 
um, to where they are now, you know, constantly uh, being in the electricity Irish League and stuff like that. Um, I think that is obviously something that uh, any club that struggles financially looks at as a complete success story. And, you know, it's doable if you have the support and stuff like that. And obviously, uh, you know, the bigger teams like kind of Bows, Shamrock Rovers and stuff like that wouldn't uh, necessarily, like their fans wouldn't be financially drained by having to be shareholders in like different clubs and stuff like that. But uh, that being said, uh, I think of like as Ireland, as the Irish League as a whole, uh, I think it would probably go down to a bit like the English Premiership and then the Championship. So you have different leagues within the structure. So obviously the teams that aren't performing as best as the other ones. So say like top 10. Yes, I would say probably top 10 uh, teams in Ireland go into the premiership. Um, And then in terms of like, it'll just go down the packing order where it'll be, uh, you know, lower league uh teams uh organization teams like the psni for example who compete in the irish league uh and the irish cup sorry um uh will like take their games in that kind of league format um so i don't know i mean like it would be very difficult maybe they will do it county wise i would see that as being a possible option like only teams from ulster play ulster until they get to some form of cup game or stuff like that, or maybe round robin, something like that. So at the end of the day, it'll be a provincial thing between Munster, Connacht, Leinster, and Ulster. Um, And then it'll go into like maybe uh, the way the Elite League does it, where the league standing ends with you. Okay, so the league standing ends and the standing you get in the league determines whether you make it to like the playoff bracket. And then the playoff bracket is, you know, a uh, quarterfinal, semifinals, final. And normally, like in ice hockey, that takes a course over uh, one whole weekend where two games get played uh, per night. But obviously that's not feasible in terms of football. Um, but like, I definitely see that as a way that they could go about it to make it more entertaining. I think it's a testament to obviously the money game that football has become where we're, mm-hmm. we started off discussing a European Super League with already multi-million pound, you know, deals and clubs, clubs that generate billions per year. Mm-hmm. And you take a ferry across to Ireland where we are and the two leagues are like, um, we're literally talking about you wouldn't be able to enter this unless you had, you know, 50 quid in your back pocket to yeah. sort the boys out for the first, you know, you need, becomes a big thing where that's going to have to be on TV. Mm-hmm. That's going to have to be sponsored. That's going to happen. You know, you're going to need bigger sponsors. Like I think Dundalk's Dundalk have featured in European Cups. Their sponsor is like Fife's Bananas. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. This is not. This is when you need to be like, here we're going to do this and promote football in Ireland. But then that all has to kick on and roll on. Someone's going to have to have, have a lot of faith and investment in that to give all the clubs money in the basis that hopefully this then starts to generate players that will initially probably get bought and sold over to England mm-hmm. or Scotland. And then you're hoping, you're like, are we ever going to have a thing where we have local bred players playing international football at a time in history when international football is probably less thought of? Yeah. Uh, well, this this will probably actually go into uh, the. I, I I'll do I'll do one of the cons that I've got for an All Ireland League um, with it, which shouldn't be a con, but it's where we live. Um, uh, in terms of. Uh, 
like having the league and stuff like that with the majority of players and stuff like that and your national team coming from the league of your own country um i don't know i i see it if it's going to be anything it's going to be a feeder club and with it being a feeder club it'll also be quite contentious uh because obviously there's uh you know the republic of ireland and northern ireland both have football clubs so it'll be you know a contentious thing where it goes like maybe if say for example the republic qualify for the next euros and the north don't uh you know you could kind of see maybe someone who's you know born and bred in belfast uh being like kind of lured to play for the republic in terms of like if they go through the ranking systems with the youth squad like you see so many players do for the republic of ireland and go to england like Declan rice uh, jack Grealish, all those kind of guys um, I see it becoming an issue uh, with uh, like the North South divide. And that being said, also, I see an issue uh, with the, uh, the amount of sectarian kind of rioting that we've seen. Not necessarily that sectarian, but it is uh, there, there are different issues that are causing it. But it is at the end of the day, it's like um, definitely at the peace wall, just at the falls in the shankle there. It's just people throwing petrol bombs at each other. And uh, as you know, we know, like Northern Ireland has, uh, you know, quite a contentious history with violence. So I, I think people will literally look for an excuse and this could be it. I mean, like if Linfield were playing Derry City down at the Brandywell. I was going to say, how human would Derry be to be like, remember we left this league and go <laughs> play in the other league? remember yeah it's like when you're when your ex-neighbors move into the house next to you and you're like fuck um but yeah uh, and that also being said will there be uh, parts of the community that don't feel they're being represented by the football team for example Derry city would have a like large nationalist kind of background uh, to their club supporters and if you're a unionist from Derry, you would maybe think would they try and, you know, have two clubs in Derry? Because Derry's a huge city when you think about it. Uh, well, I mean, in the grand spectrum of, like, cities in Ireland, not really. Uh, oh, in but the in the north, well, yeah, when you're talking about in the north, you know, it's definitely the second city. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think even population-wise and also, yeah, just sort of... Yeah, culture and stuff like that. thought of is probably, yeah, it's probably second. Exactly. So, uh, although people from Lisburn will say Lisburn because they're from Lisburn. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I can see uh, security issues in terms of, uh, uh, you know, play, or player and fan safety. Because obviously, if you go back to one of our earlier episodes that we did about Belfast Celtic and Jimmy Jones getting his leg broken by Linfield fans, uh, ironically being Protestant, but playing for Belfast Celtic at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. You also remember that when we talk about sort of sectarianism and the idea of a favoritism for one or the other is what mm-hmm. caused the two leagues to split in the first place. Exactly. The Belfast bias, which was which is how the AFAA formed out of the IFA. Mm. So the football association of so football association of Ireland is a splinter group of the Irish football association. That's how uh, petty we are in this country. Yeah, and then the, and the, the rugby the rugby guys were looking at them going. Ah, oh, could you behold? <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I can't wait until like this new League of Ireland starts and then there'll be the professional Irish league, <laughs> the real Irish league. 
the, the, I can't believe it's not the Irish League. Look, if you're going to do that, bring back. Uh, there used to be an old Challenge Cup, which was like I think it was like the Belfast Dublin Cup or something. We yeah, we yeah. covered it. Uh-huh. Bring back stuff like that. Have friendlies. Have. Yeah. Although the Satanta Cup. Slowly. Don't just go. You're all in the league together. By the way, uh, Linfield fans, you have to go to Dublin. Um, uh, they would love that, that though. They would love that though. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, the Satanta Cup used to be that. So the last time, yeah, the last time the Satanta Cup was played, uh, Crusaders were the last ones to win it, beating Derry City on penalties at the Oval. Interesting. And guess who was there? You. This guy. Nice one. Yeah. Well, that, that only ended recent. I thought this was obviously something that, like the Ulster final being put to Clonus out of, mm-hmm. um, you know, once trouble started, fucking yeah. everything started getting moved. Mm. Where uh, th- th- this is probably something I should ask off the podcast, but where's Antrim playing their um games this year? It's up the west, isn't it? You and I are going to go to and cheer on Antrim in the hurling is Cargan up in it's it's a, a club pitch, but it's big enough to host a, a county game because obviously, sadly, Casement Park is not finished or even fucking started. A good friend of mine lives literally opposite Casement Park, and every time I go to her house, you can literally see into Casement Park. Yeah, it's sad, man. It looks like sort it's of a fucking like... post-USSR. Yeah, yeah, Chernobyl-type deal. Yeah. We, we should try and do like a seance there to see if we can... I don't know any Antrim players or we could have... Uh, I was about to say Joe Barley, but he's from Derry, so... I was going to I could name a few, but they're not dead yet. So. Oh, okay, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> and uh, have you got any more pros and cons for the Irish League then? Um, Pros and cons. Pro and con. Con mm-hmm. travel. Bro, weekend away in the drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those ones that's both. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like at the minute, even th- going through all the pros and cons that we have uh, and like thinking about it for a while as a person who is a, you know, ferocious uh, consumer of all things football and obviously being here, I like as much as possibly, uh, as much as I possibly can uh, going out to live football and stuff like that. I still don't know whether it'd be a good or a bad idea. You know what? I think we can do a future episode of this where we get somebody on who actually knows what they're talking about instead Definitely. of us just being like, this is my theory and someone who's like, well, this is an actual graph, figures and numbers. And we're like, okay, what do you think? <laughs> Fuck your graph. This is my feelings. Um, yeah, but uh, so in terms of Irish League, undecided. In terms of Super League, it can go fuck itself. Uh, yeah, because it's going to come back in five years later and probably take more teams. I know. I can't wait until like we're all financially inept and we can't afford to do anything. Um, okay, so yeah, that was a that was a different story time this week. I I think it went pretty well. Um, yeah, that was story time. Outro time. Oh, outro time, and I have to I have to invent questions. I'm oh. I'm going to do something different with the questions this week. I'm going to make them up as I'm going. Oh hey you're using my uh, that's what i do um, oh okay yours are also good fuck that's pretty <laughs> um so uh yeah we'll we'll run through uh the games to watch this week uh we'll start tuesday the uh, champions league semi-final real madrid uh hosting chelsea first leg um i don't know i i find it hard i mean like drawing with brighton beating west ham going up against madrid now they've made it to an fa cup final I reckon the wins in their sales. I'm going Chelsea. Think so? Yeah, an away win. An away win. Oh yeah, yeah I was going to say. There's, I mean, there's work still happening. It's not at the Burnabout, is it? There's no, no fans, no. so yeah, it's wherever the hell they're playing. Yeah, here, look. 
I think it's it's so weird for us to watch, you know, where teams can go play in Europe and then struggle in their domestic league. I'm I'm never sure how or why that happens if it's different squads. But look, Champions League semi final, anything can happen. I think if anyone's and I don't think Real Madrid are, they're definitely not the Galacticos anymore. So definitely not. Yeah, no. have a go. And I, I would just like to remind you that you called them Real Madrid and not Franco's team. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Sorry, sorry. To... Spanish. Puta madre. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on to Wednesday's Champions League first leg, of the semi final. PSG are hosting Manchester City with Kylian Mbappe being questionable to start after picking up an injury in their weekend game. So. Who's your money I think, on? I think City could win this, but I also think that no matter what, I think PSG are going to score. Yeah, I think it's going to be a draw, either a 0-0 or a 1-1. Um, okay. Moving on to Thursday, we've got uh, the Europa League semifinals. Manchester United are hosting Roma, and Villarreal are hosting Arsenal. I'm so excited we're down to the semifinals. Remember when the group stages that started and we were reading <laughs> out 464 games a week of teams we couldn't pronounce? Uh, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, <laughs> I yeah. would. I'd certainly learn the team names better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I have to say, doing this podcast, I have learned how to pronounce more syllables than I ever could have in speech therapy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping for an all-English final. Fuck it. United against Arsenal. Uh Cause... I think, although I do think Villarreal are the uh, the bookies outsiders' chance, so Arsenal should not be. It's because they're resting on their laurels. They don't have laurels to rest on anymore. Yeah. So. That's it. Um, in terms of, there's no real kind of juicy games on Friday or Saturday in terms of the Premiership, um, but obviously there are a couple of on Saturday. This is uh, in the Northern Irish Premiership. So uh, Colerain or against Cliftonville. That could be, you know, pro- a proper decent match. It's down the showgrounds, Colerain. Um, Bell Classico, Glentoran against Linfield, 3 p.m. Definitely the game to watch. Uh, Glentoran have a chance of the league. I'm saying it now. Fuck it. Where, I was going to say, where's it on? Uh, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's going to be on BBC iPlayer or what, but it's at the Oval. Um, so, and still, obviously, no fans allowed. So it'll be a bit of an issue. But hey, Glentoran have beaten Limfield twice this year. So why, why not, not make it? it? Yeah, exactly. And then Crusaders host Lauren at Seaview uh, at 5.30, the late kickoff. So that'll be interesting, I guess. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, there are no real interesting games. There's Newcastle hey. against Arsenal. Hey. There's Tottenham hey. against Sheffield. And then hey. you got you got a you got a game that could have been interesting several seasons ago. <laughs> Manchester United are up against Liverpool. Uh, oh, I was going to say I was going to say several seasons ago, Rangers v Celtic is on as well. But... Oh, fuck another one! Stop it! They're, why yeah, is, what there... is that the fourth time this week they've played them? <laughs> it feels like it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, United Liverpool always um, often. And every time overhyped, and then you get completely mixed results. Of... Exactly. Could be class. It's it's never just an alright game. It's gonna be class or an absolute tactical game of chess. No, no. <laughs> yeah, one of those ones. Um, and yeah, that's all. That's all the games we got this week. Give me some questions. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of one. Okay. Um, I think it's something I I told you probably in private. So, in 1982, Seamus Darby scored a last minute goal for Offaly in the All-Ireland Final, to stop which team winning five in a row? Uh, what year was it, sorry? 
1982. Stop Googling it. I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not Googling it. Can't see your camera. <laughs> um, 1982? 1982. So this, which team? So this was uh, before Dublin's uh, supremacy. I, I take it's the Sam Maguire? Yes, this is football, yeah. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to, I'm definitely not going to go kill Kenny. Uh, I'm going to go. No, this is football, not her. <laughs> football. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going to go with Mayo. Oh, oh, no. Remember, Mayo haven't won it in 50 years. Oh, yeah, they haven't. Fuck. Or since 1950s. Oh, Cork, so, Cork. No, the big team then in the 70s that took over. So Armagh got hammered in the 1977 final by Dublin. But oh, then bastard. the next year and for the subsequent four years and then almost for the fifth year, uh, awfully had to stop in their tracks. The Cork. mighty men of Kerry. Cut, so, cut off the fucking, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the clip of, of the goal because he actually fouls the dude. It's been well documented. It's actually a foul. But everyone's like, fuck it, what a goal. I tell him <laughs> I hasn't bought a pint in for the rest of his days. And I believe he's an alcoholic now. So Exactly, but he's not allowed an awfully. Um, but, you know, uh, man, to be honest with you, like you see uh, in terms of, obviously I'm not chomping at the bit to go buy a, a Curry jersey or anything like that. But, in terms of jerseys, they have a lovely selection. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have had, like, jerseys made by Adidas and all sorts of stuff. Real nice. And also, can we just take a moment to appreciate how nice the new Galway shirts are with the Galway hookers on them? They are They are quite nice. I Man, I am genuinely thinking of purchasing one, like. No, they were definitely, uh, definitely quite nice. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. Next question. Okay. My next one is <clears throat> uh, which World Cup was the final played at the Estadio Azteca? Um, okay. Uh, can we just qualify what type of sport we're talking about? I take it as sorry, sorry, this, this is a football question. I forgot to. Okay. Forgot to, so. so it sorry. is. So uh, which. Uh, I, I, or sorry. What, you know, it's basically. Okay, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, it is Mexico 94. No, Mexico. I know it's Mexico. It is. It is Mexico, but it's yeah. uh, Mexico was eighty. Oh, uh, uh, it, no, eighty six because of Spanish. Yeah, I tried to put you off, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna. Go, I was gonna. Go you're 19... like there is no World Cup in nineteen eighty four. You shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I was. I was gonna say that uh, it was ninety uh, four. Um, no, what was the one Maradona coked out of his brains? Oh, that was USA ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, uh, but yeah, close to Stadium in New York was the final, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was happy with that. Um, who who played in that final? Do you know? And oh, uh, that was was that Argentina? It could have been Argentina. Yeah, in fact, it was. Yeah, because we covered that when we did uh, the Diego Maradona episode. Check that out. Um, look okay. at me. Look at me plugging old episodes. <laughs> Yeah, please do. We should, we should probably do that where if you enjoy this, go back and listen. Just skip the scores bit, but always enjoy story time. No yeah, story what. time's yeah. 10 out of 10 every single yeah, time. You know the score. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm trying to think of... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. I read, I read a very, very funny one. Oh, man, this is pressure. I, I thought those two were actually quite good. And yeah. you know what? You got. Yeah, I thought you were going to get the fucking carry one right because you've been watching a lot of ga lately. Fucking too so. much, man. I burnt myself out. I haven't watched any this weekend, so have it's all not? no. It's all just uh, 
Um, I, I've been watching those. Um, it's GAA for everyone. It's like training drills that, oh, nice. that old Dublin coaches are showing kids how to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that next time I'm out in the pitch and then just completely forget about it and I'll spend like 20 minutes just, you know, trying to hit a fucking slitter. <laughs> You're doing all right, to be fair to you. Know? I am, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting there. Let me see. Um, uh, uh, yeah, just a brief note on that as well. I think in terms of, remember we were saying if uh, it was a case of me uh, having to pick between football and hurling and stuff like that, um, I was having a kick about uh, playing uh, soccer the other day and man, not a single shot got past me. So down, if you're looking for a goalie, I mean, like I can even play Kamogi if you want me to. I swear I will bring you either a Liam McCarthy or a Sam Maguire or a Christy Rigg or a Joe McDonough. Something. I'll bring you something. You uh you were very good at the old uh, at the Nets, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will I will absolutely that, that was a lot of crack though. That was a lot of good crack. A lot of good crack. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Yep, ready to go. Last one. Okay, here you go. All right. So uh one of the most basically successful uh <laughs> one of the most successful footballers of all time is uh-huh. a gentleman called Mick Spillane. Loves it. Mick Spillane has seven All Ireland winning medals, which is, which was pretty much record breaking until some of the uh, Dublin team now have eight. Nah, fucking dubs. Um, what county is Mick Spillane from? Mick Spillane. Now, Spillane is not a surname that I know very well. You should, because um, there's another Spillane who is the commentator on the games on RT. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. Pat Spillane. He once described Ulster football as puke football and. He can fuck off because yeah. I will yeah. fight that cunt right now. Where I, he... I will. Well, he's probably old. He'd, yeah, where, where does he live? Um, where does he probably lives in Dublin if he's working for RT? <laughs> Damn it! I I wanted you to say his county so I could have got it right. <laughs> know, it's like I'm going down there right now and I'm gonna knock his bollocks in. Well, look, let's face it. There's only so many places where people are gonna have fucking seven All Ireland. So he's not from Armagh. So. Yeah, he, yeah. Surprise, surprise. So, um, seven. Uh. I'm going to go with, yeah, Dublin. Incorrect. Common? No. Common. I think only have one. To be an absolute complete bastard to you because I'm making this up as I go along, he's also from Kerry. I just threw my microphone away. <laughs> <laughs> I made the same magic twice. You see, uh, I swear to God, next week, Darren, you better watch every single game that there has ever been of uh, Gaelic games, because I swear to fuck, I am coming for <laughs> you. You actually threw your mic away. It sounded yeah. like it was like in the bin. <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, fuck, one out of three. Not good. Not good. Um, I, I thought it was my turn to ask questions this week, so I had some uh, written for you. And one that I got written before I realized, wait, it's not my turn. Um, So Chris Wood um, for Burnley uh, scored a hat-trick today in the first half against Wolves. Name another player from New Zealand who has played in the Premiership. Oh, shit. Um, No idea, actually. Uh, uh, Winston Reid. Oh. Center back. Well, I would have got that wrong. 
Can I go pee now? <laughs> you certainly can after we plug all our socials. So uh, I am Jordan Robinson Comedy on Instagram. Follow ITPod32 on Instagram. And on, yeah, that's the only thing we're on, right? Uh, and Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter as well at ITPod32. Um, uh, follow my new podcast, Pop Kernels, uh, with Heather Anderson. It's very good. Follow uh, Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. It's very good. Um, thank you, Rona. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Darren. I'm going to go pee. Jordan. <laughs> okay. um, see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.